Hello, friends, and welcome to today's episode in the Feeling Full podcast. Today is a solo episode with yours truly. I want to share something that I've been thinking a lot about, and it's a bit of a personal story that I want to share today, which I think can benefit all. It's not a topic that's commonly discussed and something that I think is really important, especially amongst men. I think it's very common for women to talk about body image and the way they feel about their bodies, but not as much with men. And it's something that I've been working through over the last few years. Well, maybe decades actually, but especially the last few years, because I've been thinking about getting plastic surgery for the loose skin that I had on my body. I had some excess skin on my body after my weight loss journey on my chest and stomach primarily, and I wanted to have it surgically removed. So about five years ago was the first time that I decided that I was going to have the surgery. And it was at a point in my life where I was going to take some time off to go travel. And I had this fantasy about running around on beaches, traveling around the world without the stress and the shame that I felt every time I would take my shirt off. But I decided that, you know what, I lost all this weight. I don't want to go traveling. I was about to take a a year sabbatical. I don't want to go traveling around the world, around the world and be thinking about the extra skin. So I went to go visit surgeons and decided that after visiting 10 surgeons and going to all these surgeons on the Upper East Side of Manhattan and the Upper West Side, and I decided that something was off. Something didn't quite feel right. I felt ashamed of it. I didn't really tell anybody. There was one person who knew about this idea that I was going to get surgery and it felt like I was hiding something and it didn't quite feel right. And I decided not to do it. So that was the first time that I thought about getting plastic surgery. The second time was about a year and a half ago. And this time I actually went through with it. I actually got the surgery and I'm going to tell you all about that. I think it's, it's an important process and the thing that I really went through and I want to share, I want to share about, but before I get to it, I want to share what happened. So in 2015 and the 2015, I decided not to get the surgery, not to move forward with it and went traveling anyways. I had just recently exited my company and had some time off, didn't have the responsibility of managing the company and the employees and all the teams and everything else and had some freedom in my life and decided I was going to enjoy this freedom and take some time and travel and booked a one-way ticket to Costa Rica, put the things I owned in storage because I wasn't sure how long exactly I was going to be on the road for. And I knew it was going to be a little while. And after a short few months, I was invited to this retreat in Costa Rica in the jungle with about 35 to 40 people. And the idea of the retreat was to kind of, it was an entrepreneurial retreat of sorts. And the idea was to help you find your purpose, to figure out, it was a lot of people kind of in crossroads in their lives. After the first few days on the retreat, I realized there was a problem. It was about 100 degrees on an average day in the jungle. It was beautiful. There were monkeys in the trees and, you know, we're middle of nowhere and camping out or glamping in tents. And it was a really cool group of people. But something was off because... I felt like I didn't know what to do because it was so hot and I didn't want to take my shirt off in front of all these people, all these, especially these new people that I didn't really know yet. You know, the first couple of days just kind of did my thing. I had this conditioning and these ways of blending in, I would say, that I developed from when I was a child when I just never wanted to go into the pool or never wanted to take my shirt off in the locker room because of the struggle I had around being made fun of and picked on because I was a bigger kid. As an adult, I didn't want to do it either. And I felt a lot of shame about the extra skin that I had on my body. And 
after a few days on the retreat, I met one with one of the instructors. And one night we started talking, her name was Heather. And we got into this conversation and I was explaining to her how I felt. I was like, you know, there's all these new people and I, and I'm, we're walking at night and it's dark outside and I'm explaining to her how uncomfortable I am in my body with my shirt off. And it just, how it felt like really, it felt like the idea of taking my shirt off felt to me like part of me was going to die if people saw me without my shirt on. That was the story that I told myself. I was in the middle of telling Heather. And Heather was like, listen, why don't you try tomorrow? Take your shirt off for a few minutes. Go to the pool. Take it off for a minute or two and see how you feel. You haven't done this as an adult, period. And you never know how you're going to feel. And I said, at least I, if I remember correctly, I said I would think about trying it out. And the next day, I, was, I remember moseying around the pool area by like a lunchtime or a break time. And nobody was really looking. And I decided, you know what? I'm going to take my shirt off. And I took my shirt off and I kind of looked around. Nobody really was paying attention and it felt, it felt freeing. It was actually really hard to take my shirt off because there were people moseying around. And I thought, what if someone sees me? They're going to see my, you know, the stories that I tell myself that we all tell ourselves. Right. And I remember feeling a little bit freer. I was like, oh, that felt good. I remember my body kind of stretching out a bit, feeling, feeling good. And I told Heather what happened over the next few days. We went through this workshop that she and her partner taught the whole idea was to create this like pattern of this story in our lives right this like you know from when we were younger you know five ten years old until we're right now all the big events that happen all the things that we wanted and things that we working towards and 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 try to find the patterns that were consistently showing up in our lives the things that we were working towards the goals that we had the things that we accomplished and as we went through this life map Everyone had an opportunity to share their story in front of the crowd, in front of the, 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 the 40 or so people that were there. And so on day three or four, when it was my turn to share, I went up in front of everybody. And as, as I'm telling this, I, I could feel my stomach I actually feels really nervous to share this. But I get up in front of everybody and I'm sharing this, this story, this pattern, right? I'm like, you know, ever since I was a kid, you know, there's two things that I really wanted as a kid. And one was, you know, I really wanted to lose weight. I was struggling a lot as a kid with my weight, getting bullied and picked on and made fun of, as I mentioned earlier. And it was really hard for me to be around other kids who were, you know, some kids aren't the nicest. I struggled a lot because of that. And one thing I really wanted was to lose weight. I just wanted to lose weight so I can be a normal kid. This is something that went on into my teens and adult. I just wanted to lose weight. And it was always a, a really big goal of mine. And here I am standing up in front of all of you. And I've, and I, and I've achieved this goal. I've lost over 100 pounds. And I'm here. And I feel just as shitty as I felt before. I don't, I don't feel better about my body. I don't feel great. I'm unhappy. And then I shared about, as a kid, I always wanted to have money. I wanted to be able to buy whatever I wanted to buy and had dreams of owning a company, running a company and starting something big to, and hiring lots of people and creating teams. And I did that. And I just exited my company and I, I don't feel great about it. And I'm up here sharing these two things. And I'm, as I'm sharing them, I realized that the things that I wanted as a kid were so other people could accept me, so people can you know, love me and accept me. And I thought those things would get me that love and acceptance that I really wanted. And really what I learned was I needed to accept myself. And until I really accepted myself, nothing else really mattered. And that epiphany was a, a life-changing moment for me because I realized that a lot of the things that I was working towards were for other people to get external validation. And at that moment, when I realized that, I decided to take my shirt off in front of everybody right there on stage. And, and literally, I peeled my shirt off my body 
peeled it off, as I say, because it felt like I was peeling a layer of skin off me. And as I stood there feeling really proud, everyone just erupted and, cl- and clapping and cheering me on and getting up. And it was just like this moment, this moment of reckoning where I realized the acceptance that I have when I actually share my real self and don't hold back and don't have that layer of protection that I always thought I needed, that I often would use. And the shirt is just a metaphor for the way I was going through life, really guarded and protected, not really, really worrying that if somebody really knew me, if someone really knew my deep, dark secret that I had extra skin, that I wasn't perfect, uh, or according to society's measure of perfect, right, or of, or of attractive, then I, something was terribly wrong with me. That moment was a big turning in my life because I realized how good it felt to just be me unapologetically and free. And a lot of things opened up on the retreat because of that with people, connections, just more realness than I've experienced in my life. Every time I took my shirt off after that, it still was hard, but I felt every time a little freer. I felt a little better every single time. And as I continue to travel, I decided to continue to this practice of taking my shirt off. I did it at festivals. I did it on hikes. I did it with groups of people when I was on a boat in the ocean. Whenever I got a chance to take my shirt off, I took it. I took my shirt off, and and it got easier every single time. It was still hard, but it got easier. And what was happening was I was starting to accept myself for the way I was, and the feeling of feeling free was so powerful. And I wonder in your life, have you ever experienced this type of feeling where you felt your best, you felt free, fully accepting the way you are, not trying to measure up to society's expectations, but feeling like your true, authentic self. I just encourage you to take a second to think about that because sometimes it's not really a conscious thought. We just do these things habitually, um, these patterns that we have. So after my travels, about 15 months, I got back to the States and moved to Venice Beach, California, where I continued this practice of shirtless therapy because I realized how powerful it was while I was traveling and I wanted to bring it home with me. So I would go to the Venice Beach boardwalk in the morning and bright and early and get on my bicycle and bike up and down the boardwalk. And as I would bike up down the more up and down the boardwalk, I would say good morning to random strangers. You know, sometimes I would high five people and they would high five me back. And it was this fun, you know, this fun process. And every time I was biking up and down that boardwalk, even with the loose skin, I felt free. And I felt like I was healing this part of me that I hid for so many years. And after doing this for a long time, I started telling people about what I was doing and other guys who I would share this with said, you know what? I struggle with my shirt off too. You know, I struggle even guys who haven't gone on weight loss journeys, but just were struggling with their shirt off, didn't love the way they looked. They started joining me on these bike rides and it became this fun thing that I would do. And it was just this healing thing. And three, four years later in 2019, I decided that, you know what, I'm ready to have surgery, but the come from is different this time. I wasn't running away from my body. I was actually running towards it. It was something that was coming from a place of self-acceptance. And I want to say self-love, but that word, that's such an overused term. And I really think that it was coming from a place of where I felt really good about this decision and the skin didn't bother me as much. It still bothered me, but it wasn't like I was running away from the skin. It was coming from a place of where I've come this far away. I had lost over 130 pounds and I just really was ready to take this to the next level and something I really wanted was to remove the skin. So, you know, I was scared. I was scared not only because of the parts of it that's a scary operation, you know, going under the knife, especially willingly, is not something that, you know, you want to do. You need to really want this, I think. And it was something that I really wanted. 
um, I was talking to my friend Mark about it, how I was really worried about it. And he was like, listen, why don't you just take the next right action? Why don't you just start to interview people? So what I started doing was, was started interviewing people who had the surgery, guys who I met or women that I met who have gone through 100, 200 pound weight loss and also struggled with their weight. Because not everyone struggles with their weight after weight loss. If you've got great genes, you may not even have this skin thing. And it's sometimes the skin doesn't bother everyone the same, right? We all have different experiences and different things that bother us. And for me, I realized it was something that I wanted to do, even though I met people along my interviews who didn't get to skin surgery and felt really great without it. And that was awesome. And I realized through this process that I really wanted to get the surgery. So I started interviewing surgeons. And let me tell you, interviewing surgeons, if you ever thought about plastic surgery, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a real intense process because you're not just picking somebody to cut you open and trusting that, <laughs> that you're going to, they're going to, you know, make you, you're going to look the way you think about looking after seeing photos and doing your research. You're also picking somebody who you want to make sure is really aligned with what you want, right? You know, they have your best interest at heart. And after interviewing a whole bunch of doctors out in California and New York, I realized that a lot of the doctors were more concerned about how they would look, right? Because by me looking a certain way was a, was a clear representation of their work, so to speak. So when I came in with, hey, you know what? I want to remove the skin from you know, my chest and my stomach, which was the bulk of the excess skin that I had. They were like, oh yeah, we can also do your back and this and that. And I'm like, my back? No, my back is cool. It doesn't bother me. I don't want, I don't want to do my back. I had to really start deciphering the way doctors were acting in these meetings. And I learned a lot through the process. I mean, I came to these doctors' appointments with lists and lists of questions because of the research that I was doing, maybe a little, a little overboard, but I, I really wanted to pick somebody that I was really aligned with. And it seemed a lot of the surgeons just weren't aligned with what I wanted. So um, in a conversation um, with my coach, he told me he knew about a surgeon that he thought I would really like. And his name was Dr. Sadrian, or his name is Dr. Sadrian. And he was out in San Diego and I went to go meet him and I walked in his office and I remember just feeling this sense of ease. You know, when you know something, you know, you, you know, you know. And I walked into the office and I just felt like this was going to be it. Before I even met with him, I could just tell the environment, the atmosphere, the people, everyone was so kind. And there was a lot of compassion in the air. And in the appointment, I met Dr. Sadrian, super calm, super patient. You know, I sat down, I'm like, hey, doc, you know, I've been doing a lot of research. I've been interviewing a lot of people. I actually have a, a list of questions. Do you mind if I, he's like, not at all. I pull out my computer from my bag and I literally just came from the airport, pull out my computer from the bag and just go through a list of questions. And I ask him all these questions and I'm typing answers, taking notes. And in the appointment, you know, Dr. Sadrian's like, listen, my goal is to do as least surgery as possible and get you the best result possible. And, you know, Dr. Sadrian is actually uh, a board certified surgeon. And then he became a plastic surgeon a decade or two later. It was really important that uh, it was crazy that he had both, right? He was all, he, he had the care of a surgeon and the ability of a plastic surgeon, which is a great combination. And I felt really comfortable and I knew this was my guy. And even leaving his office, I said, hey, doc, I'm going to do some more research. He's like, listen, do as much research as you want. Ask me all the questions you want. And if you choose not to go with me, that's totally cool too. No pressure at all. And I really felt that way from him. And it was just perfect. And even though I did some more research, I knew that I was going to do my surgery with him. I set a date. 
And I called the office, set a date. And literally, I remember I was sitting in my co-working space in, in Williamsburg in Brooklyn at the time. I'm on the phone and I, I literally waited till last minute. I'm talking to Brittany over at the office and I have my friend Mark on the other line because he was pushing me. You got to book it today. You got to book a take. I decided, I said I was going to book it. And I just have, kept pushing it off because I was kind of, you know, I was a little scared, I guess. I wasn't only scared about the actual procedure. I was also had this weird feeling about what it would mean about me if I was a guy who got cosmetic surgery, right? You know, there's all these like society norms, right? You know, wouldn't be macho if I got the skin removed or I wouldn't be, it's not a manly thing to do or, or the society conditioning around men actually doing this type of work. I think it's more commonly accepted around women. And I felt like what this would mean about me, like am I, you know, especially the guy who was talking about self-love and self-acceptance and, and doing the work and doing the inner work, but then I go and get surgery. What does this all mean about me? And I had a lot of concerns about that, but, you know, I, I'm, I'm lucky that I have that I have friends to talk this through. And a friend like Mark was on the other line with me and Brittany pushed me to actually go through, put the deposit down. And I remember I put the deposit down and boom, we set a date. And this was beginning of February, 2020. And luckily it's right before the pandemic broke out, literally right before. I was actually thinking about pushing it off, off a few weeks at one point because I was like, I need to lose a few more pounds. And I was telling myself this whole story about if I just lose three more pounds before surgery, it's crazy how our minds work, right? And I was literally going to push it off a few weeks and decided last minute not to, to stick with my date because that felt right. And literally it was perfect. It worked out perfect. Literally, if it was two weeks later, it would have got pushed off for six months or a year. I don't even know. But I came into surgery in San Diego. And before I went off to San Diego, you know, a whole group of friends threw me this goodbye surgery party because I was much more open about it. And there was so much support and love. Usually when I go at things like this, especially when they're personal, I'm much more of a lone wolf. I like to do things myself, get them done, focus. Maybe if I need some support going out and, and, and figuring out what exactly I need. But here it was more public amongst my friend group. Five years before it was going to be a complete secret. Nobody was going to know about it. And I realized that letting people in to support me was such a big part of my healing process. Because when I flew to San Diego with my sister, Devora, everything was different because there was so much support. We had this whole chat that was going and you know, I had 15, 20 people in the chat that were supporting me through the process. And I felt connected throughout the entire process. And I remember leading up to surgery, I, you know, my friend sent me with all these gifts and I'm so grateful to have these friends in my life that supported me through this process. And I realized that this is a big part of life that I think was part of the learning was letting people in to support me and sharing this and sharing myself with others. So me and my sister are in San Diego. You know, we got an Airbnb. My sister, my sister Devorah is an incredible sister and friend, one of five sisters. And she, she helped me throughout the entire process from taking care of me after the procedure and cooking for me. She's also a chef and cooks some amazing food. But, you know, it's after surgery, after you get out of surgery, it's a really emotional and physically laborious process. And right before I remember the morning of surgery, so there's a couple of appointments leading up to surgery, but the morning of surgery, I was talking to a friend of mine, Daniel, a couple of days before surgery. I was told him that the doctor gave me a Xanax to take the morning of. He's like, people freak out the morning of, here's the Xanax to take it. And I was telling Daniel about this. And Daniel was like, man, maybe you just go in and feel your feelings. Like, you know, why take a Xanax to numb yourself out? So that morning, you know, I came in, saw Dr. Sadrian. He said, did you take the Xanax? And I said, no, I'm feeling, I'm feeling fine. And he's like, wow, okay, good. And anyways, you know, within a few minutes, you're in the, you're in the, um, the operating room and there's a big picture on the wall with, with the surgeries they're doing and everything. Literally, you know, lay on the table, give them a few things, a few, a few belongings and whatnot. 
and that I brought in with me. And then there's a doctor who's about to give me, you know, put me to sleep. And he says to me, oh, did you take the Xanax this morning? And I said, no, you know, my friend, I, I was talking to my friend a few, you know, a few days ago and he, you know, I said, I'm, I'm just going to feel all my feelings. And the doctor looks at me and he's like, oh, oh, okay. And literally within a second, my, I was out. <laughs> there was no feelings being felt. I was knocked out and literally woke up eight hours later and was was there. I remember waking up with the, you know, my sister was close by and the nurse was there and just feeling, I was, I mean, I don't know if, you, if you've had surgery, you know, it's a very emotional process. You know, after the next few days, you know, I can bear, it was hard to walk around, obviously. You know, I have a walker, you, you're, for the first two weeks, you're hunched over and it's, it's, a, it's a pretty intense process because you have, now, now I have stitches going from my hips to my hips, completely around my waist, extended all the way to my, to my back and my chest and I'm wearing all these bandages got these pumps with blood and it's a whole process. And the healing process was, I was prepared for the worst because some of the stories that I heard from people who did it sounded really bad. But thankfully I have some friends who also went to surgery and they helped me do some of the mental work. The two surgeries that I got were, you know, a gynecomastia and abdominoplasty, which basically is the, the skin on the chest being removed. So to remove any, all, all the hanging skin from my chest and abdominoplasty is basically a glorified term for tummy tuck and um, removing the skin that, that hung down. And literally after a few weeks, I can tell already like everything, I mean, everything was different. And I really started to feel more like myself. I really started to feel more like the guy that I am in my mind, not the guy that I was seeing back in the mirror. And it's really crazy. I've healed, I, I want to say, you know, majority of the way, 95%. And, and you know, it's, I'm not chasing perfect here. I'm not trying to be perfect. You know, it's, it's still, you know, I take my shirt off a lot more often now, and it's a lot easier, of course, and I feel more like myself. But, you know, I think that it was really, it's really been an incredible process over the year. And the, the reason I think it's important to share this is because, first of all, I've been sharing about this a lot more recently, and people ask me lots of questions about the surgery. And when I was doing, when I was doing research myself, it was so hard to find people that were, were open to talking about this, you know, referrals from doctors. And, you, you know, you go to the doctor's office or the sur surgeon's office, you see lots of great before and after photos, but you want to talk to the people, you want to get information. So I realized that it's actually powerful to share about this because people out there who are listening, who have had tremendous weight loss journeys, sometimes want to get the skin removed if they have extra skin. And I want to, I want to normalize it. Not that I'm encouraging plastic surgery. I am not, unless you want to do it. And the thing that I want to share is, I think it's really important to do it for the right reasons, because when you do it for you, you're going to feel very good. I, I think you're going to feel very good at the end of the procedure, when you're starting to heal, when you go through the healing process. But if you're doing it for other people, when you're chasing it for external validation, it's the same thing about weight loss. For about 10, 15 years, when I was on all those diets, I was trying to lose weight for other people. So other people can accept me, so I can fit in, so I can buy nice, nice clothing. I mean, fill in the blank, right? I had every excuse why I want to lose weight. But until I was 25, about 10 years ago, none of the reasons were for me. When I had the first epiphany that I wasn't doing it for myself, that's when everything started to change. And I think surgery is the same thing. You know, society, we have all these pressures and ways 
that we think we're supposed to look because of society's, you know, images of what um, a, an attractive person looks like, right? From social media to magazines to celebrities and whatever else. Majority of those aren't reality. Those aren't reality for most people. That's why it's really important to think about what do you want to do for you? Because at the end of the day is what I think we all want, especially, you know, I know I'll speak for myself here. What I know what I wanted was truly just to accept myself the way I was. And when I, when I felt like I was approaching the journey, the skin surgery from that perspective, everything started to change. And, and it's the same thing with my weight. So I really encourage you to ask yourself, if you are thinking about this type of surgery, is it something that you want to do for you or something that you want to do for something or somebody else? And when I think when you come to that answer, it kind of clarifies a lot of the noise in the background. And again, I just want to say is if you don't, you know, this is not an endorsement for plastic surgery unless it's something that you really want. So I was speaking to Dr. Sadrian not too long ago over a checkup. I asked him if he'd be open to coming on to the Feeling Full podcast to share what his experience was like, you know, as me as a, as, a, as a customer, me as a client, and to answer some of the questions that I continuously get from people who find out that I had surgery, friends of friends, or people that, people that are in the community, the Feeling Full community on the newsletter, and things like that. And Dr. Sadrian said yes, and he's going to be joining us on the podcast in a couple of weeks. So stay tuned because I'm really excited to share. First of all, I'm excited to share him and excited to share some of this information that I think is so valuable for somebody who's interested. And if you have questions and want to get these questions answered, shoot me over an email when you hear this podcast at m at feelingful.com. And I'll do my best to get those questions answered as many of them as I can in the interview with Dr. Sadrian. And I want to leave you with a quote that I think is really relevant It's by Lao Tzu, and he says, because one believes in oneself, one doesn't try to convince others. Because one is content with oneself, one doesn't need others' approval. Because one accepts oneself, the whole world accepts him or her. And I think that's really powerful because what we're essentially saying here is when you accept yourself, when you feel content with yourself, you don't chase the external validation and everyone immediately accepts you because we're all flawed humans. The human condition is a flawed, I mean, we were designed to be flawed, to not be perfect. So we're all perfectly imperfect. And if you're listening to this, you and me both, we're both imperfect no matter what we do. So I just want to share that the one thing that's been the most impactful for me along this journey of a decade is patience. When you can be patient and get aligned with doing what you're trying to do for you, everything starts to shift. I hope you enjoyed this interview. Thanks for listening. And I'm grateful that you're on this journey with me. And I can't wait to bring you the interview with Dr. Sadrian and future interviews as well. Thanks for listening and have an awesome day. That's it for us today, friends. Thanks for listening. If you want to keep in touch, subscribe to my weekly emails at feelingfull.com, where I unpack what I'm learning about weight loss and share ways we can all live healthier, more fulfilling lives. Do you know someone who's struggling right now? If they can use some support, feel free to share this episode with them. And if you have a moment to rate and review, that really helps grow the show. Take care, be well, and feel full.